0: On today's episode of Unexpected Hauntings, we hear a story from a listener that works the graveyard shift at the graveyard and believes that the fields behind it are haunted. We also go into a second story about sleep paralysis, or you get to decide if it's a malicious spirit. Lastly, we're going to go into a story of a haunting in Ireland that took place in 1997. All of these bone-chilling stories coming up to you on tonight's episode of Unexpected Hauntings. Stay tuned, spooky listeners. Listen if you dare as we unfold stories of unexplained happenings and phenomena. Write in at Unexpected Hauntings 739 739- at gmail.com. This is where the unexpected and ghost stories are brought into reality. This is Unexpected Hauntings. That's right, everyone. Welcome into Unexpected Hauntings. I am so, so excited to be back with you guys. Host here, Ben Shields. Thank you guys so much for all that you do. We are coming back stronger than ever, my friends. We are going full time. We're going to be doing at least one episode a week, and it is going to be so amazing. I cannot wait to be able to be on this journey with you guys. And also, of course, we are going to be going on Twitch as well. We have our own Twitch channel. Uh, You can just search it in Twitch, Unexpected Hauntings. It's going to be great where we can just have uh, viewers in chat. um, Just join the Discord call and share their own ghost stories that way. It's going to be very, very fun. And I cannot wait to be able to hear everyone's stories. And as always... Our Gmail is always open, unexpectedhauntings739 at gmail.com. We want to hear from you. That's right. We want to hear your stories and hear your experiences, whether it be just a ghost story or whether it be a real-life ghost story. We would love to be able to share that on the podcast and share those stories and experiences with you on the air that would be amazing unexpected hauntings 739 at gmail.com send in your sound file or just send in a a typed in story and I can definitely tell the story on air that would be really amazing and really awesome guys Uh, we also have a new mic that is going through as well Um, we actually have a little bit more of a um, in-depth mic so um, we're going to be going a lot more in on these episodes and having a great time i hope that everyone is having a great and safe year so far um i know that it's like near the middle to end uh more towards the end of the year believe it or not it's very crazy just thinking about how fast time travels um that is very interesting i actually have some stories for later on about that of how possibly um You can get caught into a time loop, or a time warp, um, and um, you can actually, time just passes you by, and um, you can have visions um, of what's going to happen in the future. There's, believe it or not, there's a a good many people that I know that can do that. Um, They'll think about, they'll either like have a sense of smell, or sense of sight of what's going to happen. It's very interesting. Very, very interesting. But guys, tonight's episodes or today's episodes, whatever time you're uh, listening to this, um, we really, really appreciate your support. We are, of course, always on Apple Podcast, Spotify, Stitcher. Um, And Anchor as well, if you guys listen to it on Anchor, that's actually where we are broadcasting this from, is from Anchor. So I absolutely love this platform. So great and so awesome to be able to uh, share to so many different platforms um, to you listeners, my friends. But guys, it is going to be great tonight. I hope that you guys are ready. We've got some awesome stories lined up for you for today's episode. And um, here we go. I think we're going to go ahead, we're going to dive into the first story, and then we're going to talk a little bit about it. Um, This ghost story actually takes place where a person is working the graveyard shift in a graveyard and thinks that there's something lurking in the fields behind that graveyard, Um, whether it could be the spirits of the lost um, that have passed in that graveyard or whether it's on a uh, Indian burial ground we don't quite know yet. Um, which is what is really fun is I actually I just skim through the stories. I don't actually read them in depth. so we're actually going to be reading them in depth and listening to the story uh, together, which is really fun. I love doing that kind of gives me uh, the, the new kind of uh, feel of the story as well so that way we can go more in depth of the stories. Um, as we're finished with it and we can talk more about it anyways let's dive into the story i hope that you guys enjoy this it says i think there's something in the fields behind my work this is from reddit Uh, we get most of our stories from this area and i just really really enjoy sharing these here we go my friends I work alone. I'm a graveyard dispatcher, so I have a few drivers that come in throughout the night, but for the most part, it's just me. My company is a carrier for a food distribution warehouse, and our office is in the back of the building that faces a giant field that butts butts up to a wildlife refuge. It's pretty much the only building out here. Since they were the first to build. So to say we are alone in the middle of nowhere is an understatement. Working alone never really bothered me, and since I got the job, I always used to joke about how it was the best job I ever had. But all that's starting to change. To cure my boredom throughout the night, I watch TikToks and listen to Reddit responses and scary stories on YouTube. It can be a bit creepy and sometimes I get a little jumpy when the lights shut off due to me not moving enough or a driver knocks on the door before I notice them. But for the most part, it's just me psyching myself out. I'm 25 weeks pregnant, so I tend to get hungry and I leave my I leave work to go find any fast food restaurant that is still open at 2 a.m. I've never really had any issues with being too scared to go outside or leaving work until last night. I was backing up when my alarm went off saying there was something behind my car. I really didn't see anything except maybe a quick blurb on the screen. But when I looked out my window to see what it was, There was nothing there. I chalked it up to being a coyote. I know they're in the fields, because I can hear them howling in the middle of the night sometimes. I kept backing up, and that's when I see a set of eyes reflecting in the tall grass behind my car. My eyes were low to the ground, so I assumed my earlier assumption was correct, and that it was a coyote. I just paused and waited to see if he would poke his head out, until the eyes slowly started to rise up. It was higher than a coyote. At this point, so logically, my next thought was, okay, it's a deer. But then they rose even higher. I'm only 5'7", but this grass is way taller than me. It's never been cut before, so over the past years, it's just gotten taller and taller. I didn't know of any animal that could stand up and reach the top of this grass and that lived in the area. Sure, a bear possibly, but I know they aren't any bears around here to my knowledge I would have definitely saw it running into the grass if it was the creature that ran behind my car I kept staring at at it through my back up camera until it stood so high it went out of view on the screen I quickly turned around and looked out my back window but there was nothing there it freaked me out and I promptly put the car in drive and took off but I calmed down after a moment and told myself it was just, I was just tired. My mind was playing tricks on me. When I returned to the yard, I checked the fields behind me before I got out of the, and then pregnant waddled as fast as I could to the door and swiped my key card to get inside. I made sure all the blinds were shut so nothing could look into the office and more importantly, so I couldn't see anything either. The fields were quiet for the rest of the night. Not even the coyote howl, and I never saw anything even after the sun rose, which was unusual. I looked out into the field one last time before I got into my car and head home, and I swear I saw the grass move like it does in movies when something big is walking through it. So I hopped in my car and went home. I didn't drive slowly, but the fields looking for the unusual deer that popped up here and there I normally do and promptly got as far away as I could as quickly as a speed limit allowed I don't know why it but it scared me to my core and I'm a little worried about going back into work tonight but maybe whatever it was won't come back Hopefully. All right. So that story was a pretty interesting, pretty interesting. Um, and, um, very, very wild. I know the end was kind of jumbled. Um, actually, it was just I was just reading it just verbatim from the letter. Um, very good. It's a part of a series as well, so I'd be interested to know more about this. Um, there's more to the story. There's more parts. And guys, we normally do that to kind of keep you on the edge of your seat. Sometimes, um, I'm thinking about doing a um, a paid. Um, I'm not quite sure if you guys would enjoy this, but I'm thinking about doing more and more and more episodes and having them premium episodes to where I can do this as a series and I could finish it on our premium episodes. What would you guys think about that? Um, not quite sure how much we would charge for that. Maybe like two, you know, $2 a month or something. Um, I'm just kind of looking into things. To where um, we could possibly just change things up a bit. Um, and you guys can support the channel so we can keep this going. I think that that would be very, very amazing and very fun. Um, I'd love to be able to do this um, as a living. And uh, just by doing that, you guys would be supporting the channel and be supporting me as I put in the funds for this. Um, for each episode, for the sound effects, the, the production, the recordings, all of that. Um, I think that that would be really amazing. Guys, if you have any questions on this, or you have any thoughts on this, be sure to write in at UnexpectedHauntings739 at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. It would be really, really phenomenal to be able to hear from you. Um, so I think what really popped out though from this story, I don't know about you amazing listeners, but, um whenever it stood up on its legs that um it was out of view from the camera that must have been a, a pretty big uh, whatever it was um and unfortunately i guess it was really dark for her to be able to do that and just her being pregnant too that's uh that definitely adds a uh, adds an aspect to the, to the story um, you know, cause you're not just in fear for your life, but your fear for your little one that you're going to be giving birth to. Um, so that's, uh, that's really fucking, um, crazy to think of, um, really mind blowing to think of this. Um, and, uh, to be able to see that in the middle of the night, um, it's very, that's something that you don't want to see. That's something that you, you definitely want to, um, dodge when working a night shift on the graveyard. Um... And uh, yeah, it definitely leaves you wondering what happened and uh, why that thing is lurking out um, into the fields behind that workplace. Very interesting. Um, If I was this person that wrote in, I would definitely do some research on that area. Try to uh, figure out what happened in that field um, and uh, go from there. That's exactly what I would do if I was this person right here. Um, And if it keeps going on, I would definitely put in my resignation. (laughs) Just as simple as that. Um, Because, uh, yeah, that's definitely... um, I don't know if it's negative energy, but it's very not protective energy at all. So very fucked up crazy story there for you welcome to unexpected hauntings where we get fucked up stories you know um it's it's definitely a thing over here and uh we we love sharing these stories though they're really fun they're really entertaining and uh actually these aren't as scary as covid (laughs) these actually bring more entertainment than covid don't they um which is is a uh, pretty funny um twist on things i think Um, So there we go Um, So the next story is going to be interesting It is all one huge paragraph So if I get lost in it um, I'm just going to take a long pause And um, pick up from where I left off I normally like the stories kind of um, You know, um, set apart into different paragraphs But this is one huge paragraph So we're going to see how this one goes and um you know i've had some friends that have had this before i don't know if anyone has had experience with sleep paralysis um it's a very interesting terrifying um experience from what i've heard i've never experienced it i hope i never do but it's you know where you feel like there's a presence in in you know wherever you are in your house uh outside you know you could be outside under the stars you know um and this can happen, but basically it's where you just you simply just cannot move your body, but you feel a presence there, and the presence keeps getting closer and closer, and, and it's like you're being held down. Um, that's, I guess, the best, ex- best explanation I can tell you of what sleep paralysis is. Um, so this is about sleep paralysis or a malicious spirit. Um, so I'm going to have you guys just kind of... Um, You know, guessing on that and what you guys think about it. Um, So here we go. We're going to go into the story and we're going to see how this goes. Um, And I hope you guys enjoy it. Our stories aren't going to be too terribly long uh, tonight. So that's great. Or today, whatever your time zone is. And um, I hope that you guys will enjoy this. Here we go. This is sleep paralysis or malicious spirit. Here we go. So I'll keep it from getting too long. First, I'd like to say I'm not a skeptic. I've always believed in ghosts or spirits or whatever you want to call them. As far as demons, I don't really believe. I do believe there are truly evil people that when they pass, their spirit remains evil okay so two years ago we moved out of our house and we had that we had for 15 years i personally had never had any experiences when we first bought the house i believed it was 2004 our oldest boys was one and his brother was just born after we moved in a few years ago by A few few years ago went by and my wife noticed that when she would put out oldest in our room for a nap, he would stare and laugh and point at the ceiling in our room and follow something around the ceiling with his eyes. Finally, my wife got freaked out and one day asked him what he saw. His reply was, Grandpa's flying around the ceiling, Mommy. Strange. The boys called my dad, Papa. He said, no, not Papa, Grandpa. My wife's father had passed just before our first son was born. So they never met. I thought it was weird, but didn't put too much thought into it. A few years ago, by and only a few things happened that I couldn't explain. Like walking into our kitchen of the living room, there was a cupboard door that was placed in an odd part of the kitchen so we never used it but a few times i had seen it just slowly swing open another time we left to go to the store and came back at a full box of milk bones for the dogs that was on top of the refrigerator was empty on the kitchen floor when we got back So a few more years go by and nothing really happened. To go back a little, when I was in sixth grade that summer, my mommy worked, so me and my brother went over to our cousin's house during the day. Our aunt was a little strange. She was a character. Not long after the summer, they, meaning my mom's brother and his wife, Got a divorce, and I wouldn't see my aunt for probably 25 years. Fast forward to then. I'm 45 now, so this is around eight years ago or so, right before my dad passed away. So my cousin started a new band, and they were they all were playing at a bar. My parents go to see, the, see him play, and they'd run into his mom after all these years. They hang out all night and catch up, and my dad calls me and tells me that they saw her, and she wants to come by her house and see us and meet the kids. My dad happens to tell me that she is even stranger than normal, and now she claims she's psychic. So I laugh and say, okay. She comes by a few nights later. And she is walking into the house and stopped in the frame of the front door and turns to us and says, you know, you have two male spirits in your house, right? One is good and he watches over you, but the other one isn't very nice. I'm not sure what to do to make of it. Okay. So my wife and I were like, okay, but after she left, we were talking and we attributed the nice spirit to being her dad. After what had happened with our son, when he was younger, the other I just said, oh, well, it doesn't seem to bother us, so whatever. A few weeks later, it was a Saturday night. Saturday night. It was pretty late, like around midnight or so. My wife was cleaning up in the bathroom, just sweeping up, so I grabbed the dustpan to give her a hand. I was bent down in front of her, in front of our toilet, holding the dustpan for her, and she was about one to one and a half feet from me. She bent down to pick up an empty toilet paper roll, and as she did it, was like someone came from behind us and stuck their head dead center in between one of us and in a very loud but audible to our hearing whispers said the world the word fuck. I turned my head and looked and looked at my wife and started to say, Did you just say? And the same time she looked at me and finished the sentence with fuck She said, No, I thought you said it. I said, No, I I I didn't. But you heard you heard that right? I'm not crazy, she said. Yeah, I heard it. I stood up and dropped the broom and dustpan and walked straight out of the house into the front yard and just stood there looking at each other for a few minutes before going back inside nothing really happened after that until a few weeks later the whole time we lived here I always had a weird feeling that I would go that I would get frozen our bedroom closet We had a large walk-in and then in the corner there was just a normal sized closet and our bed ran so that the closet door was about four feet away from my head where I slept on my side of the bed. I never liked the feeling I got from this closet. Every night when I would go upstairs to go to bed, I would find the closet door open like four to five inches. I would close it before I went to sleep. Every day I I would have to close. I, every day I I would have to close. I would, when I, uh, when I came upstairs, we didn't use a closet. I would ask my wife, would you please make sure you close the closet door? She would tell me to stop leaving it open. I was the one opening it. She would tell me, I'm crazy. Whatever, it was just a real heavy feeling I would get from it. Like someone was rearranging our room and turned the bed so that my my head was opposite side of the room. And now the closet door was four feet away from the end of the bed where my feet were. Okay, so it's a few weeks later, after the bathroom accident. It's about 930 and I was not really tired, but told my wife I'm going to bed to lay down. She said, okay, we're we're also owners of multiple dogs. For the last 20 years, we have owned either pit bulls or rottweilers or a combination. At this time, one of our dogs, my baby, was a large female rottweiler, very good tempered. She could sleep on the couch and stranger would walk through the front door and she would just look at them and go back to sleep. So every night, as soon as I started to head upstairs, my baby girl would follow me upstairs and jump onto the bed and curl up or stretch out my feet more between my feet and the closet door. I don't believe she liked that closet very much either. There were a couple nights over the years that I'd woken up to her standing up at the end of the bed staring at the closet. She just stood there staring at it until I told her to lay back down. The night would be very different though. So I like, so like I said, it's 9.30. I'm really not tired, but I go upstairs to lay down. She follows me like every other night. So I'm laying down, and the windows on the wall on the west side of the house is open, and it's letting a decent amount of light from the streetlights outside into the moon. And the moon. Right before I climbed into the bed and shut the closet door and turned the lights off. So I'm lying there, and my dog seemed kind of restless. So I changed my, my position, 180 degrees, so now I'm laying with my head at the foot of the bed of by my closet. I'm just lying there looking at the ceiling and my left arm is outstretched while I'm petting my dog. A few minutes of this goes by and I don't know why, but for some reason I really, I got a really like dreadful feeling and I kind of turned my head back to look at the closet and the fucking door is open As soon as I see it's open, I try to sit up, because I want to move away from it, and I couldn't. I couldn't move. I could raise my head up a few inches. I could turn my head a little. I could move my feet, but not, not my legs. I could move my hands, but not my arms. I've read other people's stories, where they said it felt like something was sitting on sitting on their chest, pinning them down. This was like that, but it wasn't. It felt more like someone had thrown a sheet over me, and there was someone on each side pulling it down onto the holding me tighter and tighter to the bed. So while I'm struggling, trying to sit up and to move to get the fuck out of to get the fuck out of there, and calling my wife's name, and calling for help, I feel my mouth opening, my lips moving, mouthing the words, I can feel the breath coming out of my mouth with each word, but there is no sound coming from my vocal cords, nothing but a whisper, my heart is starting to pound through my chest, because I don't know what the hell is going on. Now I'm screaming for my wife with everything I've got to the point where my throat is starting to hurt and I'm running out of breath from screaming, but there's still no fucking actual sound coming out of me. I'm struggling trying to get free from whatever is keeping me in the bed, but I still can't get away. Finally, I realize that I'm wasting my time trying to get my wife's attention because it's doing me no good. My thought now is that my only hope is to, is of getting out of this, my dog that I can see curled up now with her head looking away from me. I start trying to smack her with my hand to get her attention, but I can't move my arm. So I'm short about an inch from being able to touch her with my hand. My heart is racing even more and now I'm fucking terrified because I don't understand what is happening to me and what's holding me in my bed and won't let go. Instead of calling for my wife, now I'm screaming for my dog's name at the top of my lungs with everything. At this point I feel completely exhausted from trying to scream for attention. From struggling to trying try and getting, and getting free, the moment I feel like giving up because I had no more energy to expend. I don't know if she heard the whisper or or her name coming out of me or if something else woke her and got her attention, but at that moment, I saw her lift her head and look at me and then she stood up on the bed and took a small step back. Now she no longer look, is looking at me in the face, but now she's always staring at something in the area that would have been over my chest. Remember I said she was a very good temperament of a dog. Very laid back. Also, by now, I'm sure a lot of that may be reading this or saying, don't worry, man, you're just experiencing sleep paralysis. But my dog did, too. As she took a step back and lowered her head a a little and got into a stance like she was going to lunge at something, also at the moment that laid-back dog that would let a stranger in the house without batting an eye from the base of where her tail would start all the way to the base of her skull, like watching a line of dominoes in reverse, her hair would straight up And she pulled back her lips, bared, bared teeth. I heard the lowest, most guttural growl I've ever heard come from my dog in my life. Not loud, but just continuous. I've never heard anything like this from my dogs or any other dog. It was, it was try, uh, try a horrifying sound like out of a movie after she started growling she started to take a step towards me but slowly in a few seconds later all of a sudden she stopped growling her hair started laying back down and she stepped to me and licked me on my cheek as if to tell me that I didn't have to worry she was there for me and that's when I realized that I could move again My arms, legs, I sat up, hugged her, jumped out of bed, calling her name to come on. I got the fuck out of the bed in the room as fast as I could. I just about tripped and fell down the stairs because I went down so fast, calling my wife, not yelling her name, and she's freaking out, asking me, what's wrong? I asked her why she didn't come when I was screaming her name and asked And asking for help, my wife and my sons are looking at me like I'm fucking crazy. You never said anything, Dad. We never heard you calling from calling or saying anything. I tell her what's happened. And she says the same thing. Sleep paralysis. Really? Then if that's what it was, then what the fuck was my dog ready to rip me to shreds then? What do you think? I think I'm lucky that my dog loves to sleep at my feet every night. So that's a a very creepy uh, sleep paralysis story. Or what would you guys think? Um, You guys think it's a malicious spirit or a sleep paralysis? Um, I think from what I'm taking from this is um, definitely something is tied to that closet. Um, I would be very interested to know if that house that they're in um, was that original furniture... That was um, in that house, or was that from their actual house? Um, It seems like it has a very good tie in on this. um, Because it's what's animating the closet door to open and close. Um, And also, uh, I think that there could be also possibly an attachment that could go into this as well. Because it said... Um, that the dog was about to lunge at him, which was very interesting. Um, very, very interesting. Um, uh, and, uh, I would not be surprised if, and I've been thinking about this a lot too, if, um, sleep paralysis is a momentary, momentarily, uh, possession. And that's why you can't move. Um, I'm I don't know. I I I've, I've been thinking about that a lot lately. Uh kind of makes sense because it's like they're holding you down, they're kind of inside of you, they're holding you down. You can't do anything. Um They're even causing you not to um be able to get anything out of your voice, your vocal cords. Um, so very interesting. Thank you so very much for writing that in. Um, that was very, very interesting. It's from True uh, true Ghost Stories on Reddit. Um, absolutely love that story. Um, very interesting. And sorry about it being a little bit choppy uh, here and there. It's all bunched up, bunched up together. Um, so it was really hard for me to kind of like, um, you know, devy out the words per se, because um, whenever it's all bundled up like that, I've, I've got to take my time with reading it and reading it properly, um, but um, yes, this was great, this is actually created on June 25th of 2012, um, so thank you so much for that story, very interesting, I would love for your, uh, your, you know, feedback on this as well, um, write into us, Unexpected Hauntings 739 at gmail.com. We'd absolutely love to hear back from you on this. It'd be very, very awesome to be able to hear back from you about this episode. um, And see if it's a malicious spirit or sleep paralysis. Um, Me personally, I think it's a malicious spirit. I think that they should have this place looked at by uh, professionals. And if it continues to eventually get it blessed um, by their uh, local church, um, I would definitely uh, recommend that, um, for sure. And it'd be interesting to know too if this actually happened to anyone else in the household. Um, see if it happened to his wife. See if it happened to the kids. Um, just kind of get an altogether feel for this. Um, I think that that'd be interesting to know. Um, okay, so the last the last story is not bundled up. So. Um, it'll be a lot easier on you guys um, this is about hunting in Ireland of 1997 um, it's a very very cool uh, story I was actually reading a little bit of it um, not too long ago and uh, found this story just very interesting um, and uh, I don't know I, I thought it was beautifully wrote so um, I hope that you guys enjoy this This is also another True Ghost Stories area as well. If you guys love these stories, check them out. Uh, True Ghost Stories on Reddit. They have some great stories to read from. And um, I hope that you guys enjoy this. Here we go. This is My Haunting in Ireland 1997. Here we go. my godmother always shared this story with me growing up recently i asked if she and i could write up write it up as i want to put it into a newsletter at my work this year for halloween i work as a librarian i'm including my writing my right up here with her permission as this is her story when I was 17, a senior in high school, class of 97, I stayed with a family in Western Ireland as part of my church's program abroad. I lived there for six months. The family's home was a cottage-style home, but very old, very but comfortable and loving. Those were my thoughts as we pulled up to the front anyways. But when I walked in, after I had spent time there I started to feel something heavier something silent but consuming at first I kept telling myself new places new faces it's all just new and that's why you feel this way but regardless of what I told myself there was no way to stop the feeling I had in my gut and the feeling didn't just stay there it grew nightmares Almost every night, I'd never so much as remember a dream, let alone suffered from nightmares. I'd I'd wake up from my covers being off my body, off my bed entirely. Sometimes, I swear, I'd wake up just as it was happening. And when I did, there was almost always a a cold chill in the air, even through the summer months. I'd ask the boy, I'd call Eric, has anyone ever complained about the draft that seems to come from the nowhere in that room? The one where I stayed, Eric was a little younger than me, he told me that there was probably something wrong with the window, but Eric didn't look, comfortable saying that At all, in fact, Eric tried to avoid eye contact and contact in general most of my stay. He really wanted to avoid my inquiries. So the nightmares, they almost always involved me trying to find some source of icy cold breeze, with me walking aimlessly around this one room, my room. The chill would almost start to burn my skin. You weren't supposed to feel pain in your dreams, right? Well, I did. So were these actually nightmares or something else? Or the blankets that scared me? It was waking up in pain that left me feeling out of control. Terrified. I'd have visible marks on my skin. Not scratches, but rather patches of irritated skin. Small rashes that burned and my stomach would ache. A horrible pain. Like it was eating itself. Again, I approached the son, giving, the, giving in the home. Just two rooms down from my own room. I asked Eric, or told him rather, there's something seriously wrong with that room. Showing him my rash, I started to explain the nightmares. He's visibly uncomfortable. But he starts to talk. He's calling for his mother, Nancy. Now my mom was in her late 50s, so older than Nancy, who was late 40s, and my mom was rather strict, deeply religious, and highly skeptical about pretty much everything. I respected my mother, but I didn't exactly listen or feel when she spoke up to me about many things. I didn't feel she'd taken the time to really educate herself or open her mind I know now she'd had little opportunity, but either way, I liked Nancy. I just wasn't sure how she'd respond to me asking about nightmares and such. I was nervous. Though younger than my own mother, Nancy spoke with conviction. She spoke like she'd lived a thousand lives, but she also felt really open, if that resonates with anyone. She'd fill me in on all the local history as we walked through the town and the church. Over the last few months we spoke of the great freeze and the potato famine suffered by the area many years ago. The rebuild she'd even taught me a very mild Irish reel which it wasn't half bad at all. I found it most interesting that she was a member of their version of a historical society. I asked Nancy about ghosts before, just a general question. Had she never see, Had she ever seen one? Would I see one? She laughed and told me to consider myself luckily lucky if I'd seen one on my trip. That she hadn't seen one in years. I sort of took this to mean my question was silly. That there wasn't such thing as ghosts in Ireland or something. Turns out I was wrong. Eric tells Nancy, Corrine says there's something wrong with her room. She even got proof. He shifts his gaze to me and nods, saying, Show her your arms. My sleeves are still up. So I shift my arms over to Nancy's view. She doesn't look surprised. Ah, I see. Long pause as she examines my arms. How have you been sleeping? Not great. I've been having nightmares for months, but now it's like I can't move. That's what I was telling Eric just now. They look at each other. For some reason, the spirit seems to communicate with the girls. She was a young girl, we believe her name is Emma. Nancy explains that the house has been in her family since the early 1900s, but prior to that, I was owned by the same family for many decades and one other just before that. This house had survived the famine, but the family did not. It was typical for families to huddle in the highest room in the house or for the last surviving members to stay in the type of room, usually children. They didn't always make it. I understood this while we hadn't gotten to the, into, into it before, but yeah, they were there were several deaths during this time. It's why I was sure the area was inherently haunted. Why do you think her name is Emma? Have you spoken with her? I asked Nancy. My sister did, Eric piped in. That was her old room. Nancy starts. Yeah, she had a she used a Ouija board, which she didn't have permission to do, by the way, and she says the girl is Emma. That she died here in the house in that very room. She died hungry and freezing. Her, your rashes are probably early stages of frostbite, Eric said rather eerily. There was a bit of silence after that statement. I was feeling a bit better, actually. Not about this odd statement, but just in that I had experienced something that someone else had, too. Did your daughter get the rashes, too? They both confirmed, yes, she did. Well, how did she get it to stop? She moved out, they said in unison. Attempting to break the, the slight tension in the room, Nancy tells me, you're welcome to sleep on the sofa. It's not very comfortable, but given the state of your arms, it may suit you better. At the point of the, this conversation, I had just one month left in my six-month stink. I opted to sleep, in the cou- sleep on the couch, but kept my things in the room. Every time I entered the room, I would say hello to Emma or goodbye. Once I started sleeping on the couch, my sleep was back to normal. So much so that I seriously recommended they offer the couch first to any future guests. They explained to me that they don't get many guests anymore. Apparently word was word has sort of gotten around about their home, their guest room already being occupied, if you will. I guess my parents missed that memo. They weren't even willing to entertain that what I had experienced was real. Not that I was expecting much. They were they weren't the open minded type by any means. I'll end by saying that When I I left for good, I tried to give a pep talk of sorts to Emma. I won't share it here because it was between me and her, because I think she was struggling to move on or to be heard when I went to see them last on what would be the 10th year anniversary of me living with them on 2017. I met the sister. She... Eric and I walked through the old guest room which was converted into a sort of sewing room. The sister looks at me and asks if I can feel a difference. I stand there a minute and sort of close my eyes, relax and breathe. I don't feel anything except sunshine through the window. I look over at her and I ask if she can feel it too. It's lighter. Both literally, but in your lungs, too. It made us both smile. Alright, so that was a very interesting uh, um, ending to the story, um, it, it, it seems like um, hopefully that that person did get re- get to reach out to this Emma and um, you know have some peace of mind. And I believe that that's what um, a lot of the ghosts that stick around all they need and all they want is peace of mind. Um, sadly, a lot of them uh don't even know why they're still here i have a feeling of that as well and uh, it's this like they have just still have an attachment to the place um and uh that could, attachment could be a motion that attachment could be um that they weren't ready to go um they're not really an accepting that it is time for them to go and to move on um and for them to have that nice, peaceful feeling that they can go and move on and everything will be all right. I believe that that is all that they were looking for. Um, and um, I believe that that's what happened uh, with talking to Emma, that ghost that happened to be there. Um, and... Uh, You know, I mean, it might have been a sad place for them, but growing up, that's probably all that they knew. So that's probably why there was an attachment in that place. Not, you know, not even pinpointing out that that was the last place that they died in, you know. Um, So a very interesting aspect to that story. Um, And I really do want to go visit Ireland at some point. Um, I think that would be really cool. Um, Really, really well written Really well written. Um, I really liked that story. It was so, so great. And guys, talking about stories, if you have any ghost stories that you would like to hear on the show or on our Twitch channel that we're going to be starting up very, very soon, we're going to be starting that back up, um, write into unexpected UnexpectedHauntings739 at gmail.com. We would love to be able to hear from you. Send in a media file or send in a written file as well um would love to be able to hear from you on that um cuz everyone has their own experience and everyone has their own encounters um whether it be just stories that your your uh family told you at a campfire or um whether it be real encounters that you've come across um in your life in your lifetime um But, guys, I believe that that's going to wrap it up for tonight's episode. Thank you so very much for being here. Um, I really, really appreciate each and every one of you uh, for your support. And as I said, we're probably going to be working on adding more episodes. If you guys would like that, and we could actually um, do a premium episode of continuing the series. And I believe that I'm going to bump that up to possibly maybe... two dollars or two or three four dollars a month um, for those premium episodes Uh, but for now of course always these episodes are going to be free I'm just thinking about in the future um, for supporting the channel and all that this channel um, you know needs for the recordings the productions the sounds um, all of that stuff and uh, that will help this channel grow and prosper Anyways, everyone, have a great and wonderful rest of your day. Thank you so much for tuning in to Unexpected Hauntings. I hope to hear from you guys soon in our emails. And um, take it easy. And as always, stay spooky.